This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Alhamdulillahi nahmadu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'gfiru wa na'udhu billahi ta'ala min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdillahu ta'ala falamudilla lahu wa man yudlil falahadiya lahu wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh salawatu rabbi wa salamu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in amma ba'd يقول الله عز وجل في القرآن الكريم بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون We praise him subhanahu wa ta'ala the king, the master, the sustainer the creator of the seven heavens and the earth and we send peace and blessings upon his beloved Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم My brothers I remind you and I remind myself, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in the Qur'an, O you who believe, have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have fear that is most deserving towards Him, and to not die except in the state of Islam, to not die except in the state of submission. My beloved brothers, our deen is made up of a lot of beautiful things. Our deen is made up of a lot of ibadat, acts of worship, some of which are very easy and some of which are very difficult on the heart. Tonight we're here, today we're here to speak about that which is difficult on the heart. You see, my brothers, there's a lot of things in our deen, we do it. Some of us, depending on his character, it comes natural to him. Why? Maybe he's a tough character, he's a strong person. So anything in our deen which is making a statement out loud, you find he's the first one there. Some of us growing his beard in this day and age, even if he's not the most religious person in the world, he's happy to do it because having a beard is a statement and he wants nothing more in this world but to make a statement. So you find that this act of worship for him is easy. So he does it and he does it with strength. But there are other things that are, that are very difficult, that are in fact more rewarding than some of the actions that are apparent and that are actions of statements. I'll cut it very short because time is of the essence. My brothers, I wanted to speak to you about a topic that absolutely no one in this hall today, no one, and I mean absolutely no one is free from this topic. And that's the issue of forgiveness. Either you've been hurt, or someone has hurt you before. And by no means am I here now to talk to you about the, you know, about the rewards of forgiveness, and that if you forgive, that this is a noble thing, and that it makes you a good person. 
No. Today we're here to push buttons. Today we're here to put salt to a wound that we don't like to talk about. Today I'm here to tell you that if you don't forgive, if you don't forgive, then woe to you the day you stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see, many of us, we tend to think that forgiveness is an option that I have. That if I want, I'll forgive. But if I don't want, brother, I'm going to hold on to this to the day of resurrection. I'm going to hold on to this to the day of resurrection. La habibi, la. Doesn't work like that. Because a part of being a believer, a part of being a Muslim, a part of being the follower of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is to have a heart that forgives. Not only does it forgive, but it loves to forgive. Regardless of the crime. See, because I'm sure your mind is already going through a process. Oh, he's probably think, you know, he's probably speaking about forgiveness on small issues, light issues. No, I'm here to tell you today that there is absolutely no scenario, no issue, no situation that you could put forward before me that gives you any right to not forgive your Muslim brother. Nothing. And this is deen. This is real deen. This is the deen of the heart. This is the deen of breaking the nafs, the deen that no one likes to play with. The deen that no one likes to play with, our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And let me make things clear, by no means am I saying you need to forgive because the person that you're forgiving is worthy of your forgiveness. That's irrelevant here today. I'm here to tell you that you have to forgive because you forgiving one another has nothing to do with the individual, though there is benefit, but has everything to do with you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet of Allah says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, forgive one another, have rahmah amongst one another. Why? Why? Because they're Muslims? Why? Because they're deserving of it? He says, have mercy, show compassion towards one another. Why, O Prophet of Allah? He says, so the one in the heavens may show mercy and compassion towards us, towards you. Forgive. Today, let's hashtag today's khutbah as let it go. Let it go, my brother. Let it go, my sister. No matter what is happening in your life, no matter how dramatic shaitan has painted your scenario or your situation, it's only from shaitan and the key to everything is to just let it go, man. Let it go. Why? Because that's the sunnah of your habib, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, he says, show compassion to one another. Why? So the one in the heavens can, can show compassion and mercy and forgiveness towards us. Today we live in a world where it's praised. The more you hold the grudge, then the more it's praised. And common terms, forgive me. I know some people tell me, brother, it's Friday khutbah and it's inappropriate to use this sort of language. Brother, we're here to deliver a message. I'm not here to speak appropriately and no one walks out understanding what the hell I'm on about. No, we're here to speak a language so that we understand. Today we live in a culture where what? To forgive is a sign of what? It's a sign of weakness, bro. What? You think I'm a grunk? You think I'm a grunk? You think I'm a... No way in the world, brother. It's become an issue of pride. Brother, who the hell do you think you are, Yanni? Who on God's green earth do you think you are to hold something and carry it in your heart? And look at the language. 
I don't forgive to the day of judgment. Wow, man. Really? Really? What sunnah is this? What deen is this? Because it's most definitely not from Islam. And it's most certainly not the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To hold on to grudges. For what? For what? Wallahi, my brothers, examples, I don't have time, but examples. And I'm sure every one of you knows the scenario. Wallahi, blood brothers, blood brothers, they grew up, they came out of the same womb, out of the same mother. They suckled on the same breast. They lived and slept and grew up in the same bedroom. Ate from the same plate and drank from the same cup. Today they don't speak to one another, why? Because his wife said and my wife said, the hell with your wife! How does it possibly sit in any sane mind that my brother, the one who I grew up with, I allow a woman to get in between me and him? What deed is this? Father and son that don't talk to one another. Mates, mates that grew up on the streets, they lived by... Brother, we did habas together, khayyeh, habas. We were like that in habas. Ten years I did time with him, ten years. I'll take a bullet for him, bro. One drama, one incident, and all hell breaks loose. What happened, akhi? Where did the hearts go, man? Husband and wife for 10, 15 years. Yeah, we, uh, we had a divorce. Why? Wow. What happened? Wanna... My wife showed me a post once on the internet. A woman was having some troubles with her husband. She's asking for advice. She has three kids. I quote, three kids, husband and wife. You shared the same bed for years. You ate from the same for years. Brother, how big could your drama be? Brother, we're human beings. Everyone makes mistakes. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But why is it that when a drama comes, no, 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 no. This is unforgivable. Why? Why? Ten years marriage. Kids between one another. She's asking for advice. Her husband, whatever he did. So one of the sisters in a nice hijab, mashallah, she writes back to the sister, and I quote, The hell with him! Wow, man, just like that, the hell with him? Just like that, bro? We forgot all the good times, just like that, the hell with him? What is this, man? So then there's always a scholar amongst us who comes to me, he me, brother, and I get phone calls all the time. Brother, all I want is my haq. Eid al-Quran, I'm not asking for anything more than my haq, brother. Is there anything wrong with what I'm asking, cuz? I'm not asking for an inch more and not an inch less. So in his mind, shaitan is making him think, brother, that's your right, cuz. Doesn't Allah say, and look, I love how we quote ayat of Quran that suit my nafs. Doesn't Allah say in the Quran, brother, tooth for a tooth and an eye for an eye? Yeah. 
All I want is my heart. When they got married, the sheikh came and her family and you. And let's start with the Fatiha. Why? Because it's the opening of the Quran and so that the hearts can flourish and we can come together. But then when there's dramas, it's my lawyer versus your lawyer. When the kids are with me on the weekend, your mom's a dog, your mom's a hayawani, your mom's a this, your mom's a that. Then when the kids are with the mama, then when the kids are with the mom, you know, throughout the week, your father's a one, two, three, she wipes the floor and the toilets with him day and night. Wow, man, just like that, just like that. The brother, forgive, let it go. No way, brother. My heart, I want my heart. I tell you, fine. So the brother says to me, is there anything wrong? I tell him, brother, wallahi, there's nothing wrong with you asking for your heart. There's nothing wrong with you telling me eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I'm telling you this now, that if you open this door with people, Allah's going to open this door with you on the day of resurrection. And if Allah opens the door of tooth for a tooth and an eye for an eye, you're in a world to hurt. Every single one of us has troubles in his life. Every single one of us has made mistakes. Every single one of us is a sinner. And every single one of us is hopeful and wishful that when I stand before Allah on the day of resurrection, Allah is going to turn a blind eye and forgive all my sins. Yet you can't even forgive the person you grew up with for years of your life for one issue. You can't even forgive. And people tell me, brother, but it's my heart, it's my right. Let me tell you bluntly. Brother, there is no heart in this world. The only heart you will ever have is when you stand before Allah in front of the real judge in the real court. Then and only then will you ever really get your heart. This world will never, ever, ever do you justice. Where are we? Really, my brothers, wallahi, where are we, man? Forgive me, you know, if I'm a bit too... But wallahi, my heart hurts me, hurts me. When I see two people who, before the drama, they're the most religious and God-fearing and Allahu Akbar, and wallahi, brother, we're like this, and eat the Al-Quran, and wallahi, forgive you, and I love you for the sake of Allah. But as soon as you step on my toes... What was once a nice bead is a piece of Velcro, throws it right out the door. Come here, you little this and that, and let me... Well, man, what happened, cuz? What happened? Yeah, but he disrespected me. Let it go, man. Let it go. Not for, for Allah's sake. Let it go, cuz. Let it go. Now we want to allah those, those that show mercy and compassion towards one another. The one in the heavens will show mercy and compassion towards them. You see, my brothers, you know what I love about the Sahaba? The Sahaba were real people. Many of us, we like to praise the Sahaba so much so, to the point where we start painting this picture like they never did anything wrong. Well, you're very wrong. Sahaba did a lot of things wrong, but that's what was beautiful about them. Because they made mistakes, then the way they dealt with their mistakes is what makes them so special and so unique. My time is short. One particular incident. After one of the battles, there was booty of war, gold, silver, 
swords, shields, stuff like this. So the Sahaba gathered, there's a lot of it, it's money. So they started sharing their opinions as to how they should distribute this wealth. And please don't listen to the story for the she entertainment of it. Live the story, brother. Try to imagine. I'm not sharing with you Walt Disney fairy tales. These are real stories of your fathers. Why? Not to entertain you, but to learn. Because you know what, my brothers? The truth is, when really push comes to shove, we don't follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Deep down, we're gangsters. That's what we are, man. And being a gangster doesn't necessarily mean you got tattoos and you used to sell drugs on the streets. Wallahi, I know Abu Ali's and Abu Ahmed's that are more gangsters than any youngster on the street that I can ever be. Gangster with your character and your attitude. We don't follow Rasulullah. We follow people like Tony Montana in Scarface, yeah, and Tupac in Mabarif Shoe. And the, we, that's it, brother. That, that's, that's, that's the way it is, cuz. That's how it is on the streets, brother. What deen is this, man? So the Sahaba, each man gave his opinion. Then Abu Dhar gave his opinion on the matter. For those of you who don't know Abu Dhar, Abu Dhar is Arab, Arab, Arab. Yani he makes an Arab feel like he's a non-Arab. You can't be any more Arab than what Abu Dhar was. So Abu Dhar also gave his opinion. Today, mosques. I was in Canada, the brother. Mosques. Mosques are waiting in courts. To deal with the issues, why? Because, brother, I gave my opinion, and this guy disrespected me when we were in the meeting, uh, so now it's me versus him. Mosques are going to war with each other. Why? Who's hit it? Brother, I gave my opinion. Why? And he went against me. Doesn't he know who I am? I've been here for 10 years, brother. This guy's only been on the board for five years. These are the people that are leading our masajid, mashallah. So Abu Dhar gave his opinion. Then the next person was Bilal, radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Bilal is the mu'addin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Bilal not only used to be a slave, but an Abyssinian slave, meaning he was black. So as far as society is concerned, talk about being rock bottom. But you see, Islam came to break this. So when Bilal gave his opinion, he says, Abu Dhar, I disagree with you. Allahu alam, I think this is what we should do with the wealth. So Abu Dhar, imagine being put on the spot in front of everyone. He says, even you, Ya Bilal, even you, you son of a black woman, even you're going to disagree with me today. These are big words. So Bilal, rightfully so, got very upset. He picked himself up and went to the Prophet of Allah. Now I want to pause you for a minute because I want to prove my point that we don't follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We follow the sunnah of who? Sheikh Tony Montana, mashallah, and Maulana Tupac. When we hear the story of the Sahaba, we exclude our life and our societies. Well, because it's different times. 
My brothers, I want to ask you sincerely and I want you to answer sincerely. This act that Bilal did by picking himself up and going to the Prophet of Allah to complain. What is this act called in this day and age that we live in today? He's a snitch. True or not? Brother, we have a drama. You pick yourself up to go complain. What are you, woman, bro? That's street language. You see, but Bilal wasn't corrupted by your Tupac and your Tony Montana. Bilal was affected by your prophet who you claim that you follow. You see, Bilal had something in his heart, so he went to someone that can help him with this situation. You and I, na 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 na. That makes me less of a man. Na Habib. I'm gonna hold it in my heart for the next 20 years. I'm gonna fresh him, backbite him, wipe the floor with him, slander him with any opportunity that I can get for the next 20 years. But I won't go to someone that just might be able to help my situation. Sabilal goes, he tells the Prophet of Allah, the Prophet of Allah became furious. So the Prophet of Allah, he comes, he goes to where Abu Dhar was, and he grabs Abu Dhar by his, he grabs Abu Dhar. Talk about bridging up. This right now was bridging up. And he grabs Abu Dhar and shakes him. And says, Abu Dhar, you are a man that still has jahiliyyah in his heart. So what did Abu Dhar do? That little Agdai, is that what he said? That's not what I said. Allah, Allah, I didn't mean it like that, bro. See, let me tell you the difference between a man and a so-called man. A real man is a man when he, when he acknowledges that he really was in the wrong, he admits that he's in the wrong. So Abu Dhar lowers his head. He understands that he hurt his brother. He understands he upset his prophet. So how did he deal with the situation? Did he stop praying at that masjid so that I don't see Bilal? Because that's how we deal with our issues, isn't it? Did he? Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, after acknowledging that he's in the wrong, he picks himself up. He goes into the streets of Medina looking for Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Then when he sees and he finds Bilal, he goes to Bilal publicly. Leave this with me, publicly in front of everyone. He goes to Bilal in front of everyone and gets down on the floor and says to Bilal, Ya Bilal, by Allah, I will not lift my head off the floor until you step on it with your foot and let it be known right here, right now in Medina, which one of us today is the honored and which one of us today, Ya Bilal, is the dishonored one. Come on, man. How come I haven't heard this story before, bro? So what did Bilal do? He's vulnerable, he's on the floor, he acknowledged, I told you bro, I told you I was in the right. What did he do? 
Wallahi, an opportunity that most of us would love to have with those that hurt us. You see, real forgiveness is to forgive from your heart sincerely whether you can do something about it or you can't. You see, there are many of us who have issues and dramas with other people, and we paint on the outside that, nah, brother, wallahi, man, I forgive him for the sake of Allah, you little kazab, you little spinner. The only reason that you claim that you forgive him is not because you really forgive him. The truth is, is you can't do anything to this guy anyway. So really, by default, by the fact that I physically can't do anything, I disguise my weakness with, nah, wallahi, bro, I forgive him for the sake of Allah. But deep down in your heart, Deep down in your heart, if you got the news that a bus hit him, your heart will start to do the dabki, bro. So some brothers told me, you know, cuz, <laughs> listen, wallahi, bro, wallah, wallah, you know, I forgive him. Wallahi, I forgive him. But I don't forget, cuz, wow, mashallah, really? You forgive, but you don't forget? Well, I got news for you, bro. If you forgive, but don't forget, you didn't forgive to begin with. You see, this topic is not as juicy as what you first thought, eh? Why? Because it's hard on the nafs. Because this is real deen. This is real deen. So what did Bilal do? Bilal gets down on his hands and knees. He kisses Abu Dhar on the forehead. He says, Abu Dhar, are you serious? I forgive you for the sake of Allah. Done, finished, dusted, never to be spoken about again. Not drag it on for 10, 15 years. Not forget the fact that hours before this, they were both on the, they were both on the same battlefield fighting for the same Lord. See, we don't have this in our societies anymore, man. Why? Because today weakness is seen as what? Forgiveness is seen as what? But that's weakness, brother. La Habib. That's a real man. Because we claim that we follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Brothers tell me all the time, Kaz I'll die for his honor. Wallahi, I'm ready to die for his honor. I say, well, mashallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for such a noble intention. But brother, wallahi, I don't need you to die for his honor. I need you to live for his honor. I want you to live like him sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Your beloved prophet. And of course, you see, this, this is the side of Rasulullah that we don't want to talk about. Wallahi, my brothers, I take an oath by Allah. Forgive me if these words are a bit harsh. But I tell you now, and this is my own personal opinion. Wallahi, even our love for the deen, even our love for the sahaba is a love of dunya. Nobody he loves Umar ibn al-Khattab. Most loved, probably one of the most loved. He's definitely my favorite. Nobody he loves Umar ibn al-Khattab because he had permanent marks on his cheeks from crying out of fear of Allah. Nakaz, we love Umar ibn al-Khattab because when his name was mentioned, the kafar used to shake in their knees. No one loves Umar ibn al-Khattab because he had permanent marks on his shoulders. Why? Because he was servicing the community in the late hours of the night when everyone was asleep and wasn't watching. You don't love Umar for that. You love Umar because he was a man, brother. When he rocked up, cause everyone buckled. The Prophet of Allah who we claim we love. 
Because I'm sure you're thinking in your mind, Wallah, brother, may Allah reward you. Very nice khutbah, very emotional, very touching. Because you don't understand what this person did to me is unforgivable. And I repeat, there is absolutely no scenario. I don't care if he shot your mother, he shot your father, he raped your child. I don't care what scenario you could possibly throw at me. Forgiveness is the key. The Prophet of Allah for 13 years in Mecca, leave this with me. 13 years in Mecca, prosecuted, harmed, sworn at, spat at, had dust thrown in his face. They killed his companions. For what? For what? What crime did he do? What crime did he do? What? He looked at someone's sister? What? He didn't cough up his money at the end of the business transaction? What crime did he do? 13 years! They boycotted him and his family for three years. Sahaba said we were eating the leaves off the trees until our droppings, our droppings became like the droppings of animals for three years. For what? What crime? They divorced his daughters. Sumayya in front of the Prophet, publicly, I'm not telling you, Allah, you know what, that they started sending around a WhatsApp video about what, no, 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 no. Publicly, Live, in front of the Prophet and his companions, they grabbed Sumayya, a woman, a woman. They grabbed her publicly. They opened her legs in front of her husband and her son. And they ran the spear into her private parts until they killed her. They exiled him from his land, Mecca. Exiled him for 18 months in Medina. 18 months he was crying. Why? Because he was missing, he was missing the Kaaba so much. They stabbed his pregnant daughter. As a result, she lost her child. Eight or six, a few months later, she ended up dying in Medina. He buried every one of his children while he was alive, except for Fatima. In Uhud, you know, it's one thing to go to war and kill. That's fine, he killed the man. In Uhud, they massacred the dead. His uncle Hamza, they cut his nose off, they cut his ears off, they ripped his liver out. Hin took a bite from his liver and spat it on the floor. Sahaba said, when the Prophet of Allah seen Hamza, we never seen him cry like he cried when he seen his uncle Hamza. In narrations, he prayed Janazah for his uncle 70 times. So much hurt and so much pain. For years. And then when Fatah Makkah came, and now he comes back victorious with an army of 10,000 companions, an army the which Arabia never seen in their lives. Men who at the drop of a word were happy to give their lives just to see him smile. He enters into the, he enters into the Haram of Mecca, 10,000 soldiers surrounding. And those people that harmed him for years and years and years. Not Muslims. 
and I'm asking you to forgive your Muslim brother. God forbid I should ask you to forgive kafar. I'll be labeled on the payroll, scholar for a dollar. Wallahi, you, wallahi, you mop the floor with me. So I'm not even going to dare to go down that road. God forbid we should follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu No way, brother. He enters into the haram, 10,000 soldiers surrounding the haram. Those people that harmed him for years and years. Where are they going to go now, bro? Talk about the tables turning, huh? So he looks at them. And he says to them, and, and what do you think I will do with you today? What do you think I will do today? They said, you're an honorable, generous person, the son of an honorable, generous person. The Prophet of Allah turns around and says to the kuffar, Go, every single one of you are free, I forgive you. Where's this sunnah in our lives, man? Where's this deen? In Alhamdulillah, in Ahmadu, and Astainu, and Usali Al Habib Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wallahi, I had so many more stories I wanted to mention, man. But I'm out of time. My brothers, I said to you before that you forgiving is not an option that you have. You forgiving is not an option that you have. I said earlier about, you know, the man that says to me, brother, Allah says, two for a tooth and eye for an eye. Yeah, but what does Allah say after that? Same verse, what does Allah say after that? Allah says, yes, you have the right, tooth for a tooth and eye for an eye. But those who forgive, then this is better for them. You want good or do you want better? Yeah, I'm sure someone has hurt you in the past, and I'm sure they're the worst person in the world, but it's not about them. It's about you and Allah. And don't you dare think that, now nah, look, you know what, our drama was many years ago, alhamdulillah, since then, you know what, yeah, we don't talk, but since then, you know, alhamdulillah, I've started praying, and now I wear a hijab, and you know, since then I've grown my beard, alhamdulillah, I've been able to go umrah and hajj a few times. Khalas, it's done, it's finished, it's dusted, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ghafur rahim. Allah Habib, it's not how it works. The Prophet of Allah, he says, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he says, every Thursday, your weekly actions are collected and they're presented before Allah, and Allah can forgive whatever He wants, whoever He wants. He says, except, Sahih Hadith, except. Except who, O Prophet of Allah? He says, except the two that don't talk to one another regardless of who's in the right and who's in the wrong. He says, never mind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't even look at their actions until they fix what's between one another. Until they, until they fix what's between one another. So you could go do hajj, not once, but do it a hundred times, akhi. And go do umrah in between every hundred of yours, and you can read the Quran day and night. All of your actions, so long as your brother is upset with you and there's no peace amongst one another, everything that you do equals to a big, fat zero in the eyes of Allah. 
Did you think we're just going to walk into paradise? Is that what we thought? You think that we're just going to waltz into paradise, mashallah, because I grew my beard? No. Allah will push you to every last minute. But why is it that we don't forgive? People tell me, brother, wallahi, it's about the principle. Nah, Habib, it's not about principle. Maybe sometimes it's principle. But let's get straight down to the core. Why is it that we don't forgive? The truth is something called pride and arrogance that's in the heart, man. Who's he to disrespect me like that, bro? Doesn't he know who I am? You see this pride and this arrogance? This will bring the end of you. Why? The Prophet of Allah says, anyone, sallallahu alayhi anyone with an atom's weight of pride, an atom's weight, never mind seeing Jannah, he'll never smell its fragrance. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he says an amazing line. He says, it amazes me how the one that traveled through the passage of urine twice, every one of us traveled through the passage of urine twice, when you left your father and you entered into your mother as a sperm. He says, it amazes me how the one that traveled through the passage of urine twice, how can this person still have pride and arrogance in his heart? Allah, my brothers, a lot of a lot of the core, a lot of a lot of the issues that we're facing, the core of it, wallahi, is pride and arrogance and 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 our lack of ability to forgive one another. You know, when you forgive, even if you're in the right, even if the person owes you money, even, 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 wallahi, you know, when you forgive, you feel like a mountain has come off your chest. And again, I don't forgive because he's worthy of my forgiveness. Who do I forgive for? Ya Allah, I forgive him for the sake of Allah because I have so much sin in my life that I'm, I'm wishing and I'm praying that you turn a blind eye. So I'm ready now to turn a blind eye to him, huh? that you turn a blind eye with me.